Before we start our story, we invite you to join the Circle Round Club. As a member, you can get ad-free episodes, bonus bedtime stories, early access to Circle Round events, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Join now and support the public radio podcast you love at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. WBUR Podcasts. Boston. The Circle Round episode you're about to hear is an extra special one. Recorded on August 27, 2022 at Tanglewood, the summer home of the Boston Symphony Orchestra. This live event featured musicians from the Boston Symphony Orchestra, an all-star cast, plus, as you'll hear, a fantastic audience of energetic kids and grown-ups. You can learn more about our Tanglewood musicians and actors on our website, wbur.org slash circle round. Enjoy the story. Do you have any furry friends in your life? A cat, a dog, a gerbil? If so, do they get along? We're about to meet two animals who used to be great friends until something major and magical drove them apart. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round Live at Tanglewood in Lenox, Massachusetts. Today, our story is called Fighting Like Cats and Dogs. Versions of this folktale originally come from the Korean people of East Asia. Joining me on stage is an amazing quintet of all-star actors. William Christian, Josh Gondelman, Rishikesh Hirway, Tina Packer, and Faith Saley. And providing musical accompaniment is a world-class quartet from the Boston Symphony Orchestra, Rachel Childers on horn, Clint Foreman on flute, Ben Levy on double bass, and Suzanne Nelson on bassoon. So circle around, everyone, for fighting like cats and dogs. tiny cottage near a fast-running river and a sparkling blue sea, a man lived with his pet cat and dog. Okay, uh, we're gonna stop you right there, aren't we, dog? Absolutely, cat. See, we're not so big on that word you just used. Which word? Oh, you know. Pet! Yeah, we prefer the term companion animal. Pet makes us feel more like property. Like a chair. Or a sweater. Okay, okay, so, um, how about this? Back in another time, in a tiny cottage near a fast-running river and a sparkling blue sea, a man lived with his companion animals, a cat and a dog. Much better. Thank you. Now, back in this other time, the cat and dog were the very best of friends, but this is the tale of how cats and dogs across the world came to fight like, well, like cats and dogs. Fighting? Like cats and dogs? Is that a real expression? 
We've heard the expression raining cats and dogs. But fighting? We'd never fight. Not in a million years. Which is the equivalent of what? 142,000 dog years? 142,857 to be exact. But, but look, just pay attention to the rest of the story and you'll, you'll find out what I mean. It all began one morning when the man went to the seaside to collect driftwood. He did this every morning so he could sell the wood at the market. It was how he eked out a living, meager though it was. Come on, cat. Come on, dog. We're going to the seaside. The tide was especially high last night, so we should find plenty of wood washed up on the shore. Meow. Woof. We never talk when the man is around. It would be too weird for him. (laughs) Understood. So, the man and his pets... Companion animals. Weren't you listening before? Sorry, sorry. So the man and his companion animals went to the seaside. But to the man's dismay, in spite of the high tide the night before... There's not one piece of driftwood on the shore. Oh, dear. If I can't find any driftwood, I can't sell any driftwood. And if I can't sell any driftwood, I can't make any money. And if I can't make any money, then my cat and dog and I will starve. The man's eyes welled up with tears as he frantically searched the beach for wood. The cat and dog joined him, scampering and sniffing to and fro. And then, all of a sudden... Woof! What is it, friends? Did you find something? The man rushed over to the cat and dog. Flipping and flopping on the wet sand between them was a huge silver fish. My goodness, friends. Would you look at this fish? It's nearly as big as both of you. Forget the driftwood. Food has been so scarce lately. I say we take this fish home and eat it for lunch. And dinner. And breakfast tomorrow. It's so large and plump, it'll feed us for days and days. The man fell silent. He cupped his hand to his ear. Wait. Do you hear someone crying? Who could it be? The man looked to his right. He looked to his left. And then he looked down. Well, I'll be. It's the fish. Sure enough, the huge silver fish was crying, weeping. Streams of water were pouring from the creature's bright round eyes and running down its scaly cheeks. Great heavens, I've never seen a fish shed tears before. It looks so sad. The man felt his heart go out to the creature, and all at once he knew what he must do. I may be hungry, but I'm not heartless. I'm throwing this fish back into the sea. The man scooped the fish into his arms and tossed it into the waves where it landed with a splash. Then the man turned on his heel and started toward home with the cat and dog in tow. Well, without any driftwood to sell or fish to eat, it's going to be a long, hungry day. But I'd choose an empty stomach over a cruel heart any time. And for that, I thank you. The man froze and whirled around, standing in the waves, At the very spot where the weeping fish had landed was a woman. Her silvery hair hung all the way to her waist, and on her silvery head was a crown studded with luminous pearls. Immediately, the man realized who the woman 
was. Goodness me. You're the queen of the sea. Ruler of all the waters from the oceans to the lakes to the rivers. That I am, my friend. But the high tide last night washed me up onto the shore. And once I was out of the water, I lost my powers and I turned into a helpless, hopeless fish trapped on the beach. But you, you took pity on me. You didn't ignore me or take me home and cook me up for lunch. Instead, you threw me back into the water where I belong. The man could hardly believe his eyes or ears, but he tried to hold it together as he flashed the queen of the sea a sheepish smile. Well, to be honest, your highness, the thought of a fish feast did cross my mind. Times have been hard and food has been scarce. Everything has been scarce. But I had to do what was right. I had to save you. And I appreciate that, which is why I want to give you something. Catch! The queen of the sea waved her arms, and suddenly one of the pearls in her crown popped right off. The man reached out his hand and caught it. That pearl, good human, is magical. Hold it to your heart, and it will give you anything you wish for, anything at all. The man gazed at the pearl with amazement. Then he gazed at the queen with appreciation. Your Majesty, I haven't had two coins to rub together lately, and this pearl is just the thing to save me and my furry friends here. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. From the bottom of your kind heart, good human, you saved my life, and for that, I thank you. And with that, the queen of the sea sank beneath the waves and disappeared. Now that the man has his wishing pearl, what do you think will happen next? And how will the cat and dog go from friends to foes? We'll find out after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get back to our story, have you heard about the Circle Round Club? It's a super fun way to support the public radio podcast you love and get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with special Circle Round Club swag, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, ad-free episodes, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Sign up now at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club.
I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome back to Circle Round Live at Tanglewood. Today, our story is called Fighting Like Cats and Dogs. Before the break, a poor man was searching for driftwood with his pet cat and dog. Okay, when, okay. I know we just came back from a break and everything, but how many times do we have to remind you? It's not pet, it's companion animal. Yeah, we're not pieces of property. I mean, look at us. We're cute. We're cuddly. We even talk. When the man isn't around anyway. I know. I'm sorry. I, 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 it will not happen again. I, I, I promise. Okay? So, uh, let me try again. The poor man was out on the beach with his companion animals, a cat and dog, when they found a huge silver fish, which began to weep. The sympathetic man threw the fish back into the water, but the creature was actually the queen of the sea, who'd gotten trapped on the beach. To reward the man's kindness, the queen gave him a pearl that granted wishes. The man thanked the queen, then led his cat and dog back to their tiny cottage near the sea and the river. Well, here we are, friends. Home sweet home. The man lifted the rusty latch on the rickety door and stepped inside. The cottage was small and square, with rough floors and peeling walls. There were old wooden boxes serving as a chair and table, and a small lumpy mattress which the man, cat, and dog all crowded onto at night. The queen of the sea says, if I hold this pearl to my heart, it will give me anything I wish for. Given how tiny and bare this cottage is, perhaps I could start by wishing for a new house. What do you say? The cat and dog leaped over and nuzzled the man's leg. Meow! Oof. That means yes. I figured as much. Thanks. I'm glad you agree, friends. But no need to wish for a palace or anything. Just something big enough for the three of us. So, with that... The man clutched the pearl to his heart. I wish for a bigger house. No sooner did he say those words than he, the cat, and the dog were standing in, yes, a bigger house. There was a cheery sitting room and spacious kitchen downstairs and two large bedrooms upstairs, each one equipped with a feather bed as soft as newly fallen snow. This house is incredible. It's just what we need. I say we wish for a nice big meal so we can celebrate. So the man wished for a nice big meal and he and his furry friends spent the whole day celebrating. That night, after the cat and dog lay down on their cushy feather bed, the man heard a knock at the door. Huh? Who could be paying a visit this late? Better go see. Standing at the door was the man's one and only neighbor, a fellow who lived in a cottage across the river. The man couldn't remember the last time the two of them had crossed paths. Oh, good evening, neighbor. I caught sight of your incredible house across the river this evening, and I simply had to come over. 
Without being invited, the neighbor barged inside and bustled into the sitting room. This is amazing. Is it just me, or did you redo this entire house in less than a day? The man shrugged. He decided not to tell his nosy neighbor about the wishing pearl. Um, yeah, I guess you could say I did a bit of renovation. Can I offer you a drink? The neighbor plopped down on the couch and put his feet up. A drink would be marvelous. Do you have any tea? Wouldn't you know it? I just ran out of tea yesterday. But I could offer you coffee, juice, or... Actually, I could offer you some tea. Hang on a minute. The man hurried into the kitchen. Once he thought he was out of the neighbor's sight, he brought out the jam jar where he had placed the queen's pearl for safekeeping. He held the pearl to his heart. I wish for some tea. And with that, a steaming kettle of tea appeared on the stove. How on earth did you do that? The man spun around. Standing behind him was his neighbor. The nosy fellow had followed the man into the kitchen. How did you make that kettle of tea appear? You must tell me everything. The man was stuck. What else could he do but tell his neighbor the whole story? When he finished his tale, the neighbor's eyes were aglow. So you're telling me the queen of the sea gave you this magic pearl... And it grants wishes? I must have it. How much do you want for it? It's not for sale, sir. It was a gift. The neighbor let out a big sigh. <sighs> Very well. I see how much the pearl means to you, so I won't ask about it again. But I will ask an itty-bitty favor. May I please spend the night? My eyesight isn't what it used to be, and... I'm afraid to row my boat across the river in the dark. I'll just sleep on the couch and be out of your hair first thing tomorrow. The man hadn't counted on having a guest, but he was too kind to turn his neighbor away. Of course you can spend the night, sir. I'll see you in the morning. Sometime later, just after midnight, the man was awoken by a curious sound. Was that a door slamming? The front door, perhaps. By the time the man made his way downstairs, he discovered that his nosy neighbor was gone. And so was the wishing pearl. He raced outside just in time to see the neighbor's boat reach the other shore. Come back! You stole my pearl! It doesn't belong to you! But the neighbor paid him no mind. He just flashed the man a smug smirk and disappeared into his cottage. The man stumbled back inside and collapsed on the couch. He didn't own a boat, so he had no way of getting across the river and reclaiming his treasure. Feeling helpless and hopeless, he put his head in his hands and began to cry. The sounds of his sobbing traveled upstairs and woke up the cat and dog. Is that the man? Is he crying? Oh, we must comfort him. Let's go. The cat and dog came downstairs and nuzzled the man with their noses. Oh, thank you, friends. But I've got bad news. Our wishing pearl is lost. That neighbor ran away with it, and I have no way of crossing the river to get it back. <laughs> the party is over, I guess. 
might as well go back to bed. Good night. The cat and dog waited until the man went upstairs. And then... Okay, we have got to get that pearl back. Yes, we must cross the river and get inside the neighbor's house. But the man doesn't own a boat, and I'm not about to swim. You know how much we cats hate water. No worries. You're my best friend. I'll do all the swimming, and I'll carry you on my back. So, the dog swam the cat all the way across the river. When the pair reached the other side, they crept up to the neighbor's cottage. Ooh, good news, dog! The neighbor left a window open! We can sneak right inside. Great, and my excellent sense of hearing tells me the neighbor has gone to sleep already. As long as we're quiet, we can skulk around until we sniff out the pearl. You know we both have amazing senses of smell. Quick as a wink, the cat and dog snuck through the window and sniffed around. Their noses led them to a little clay pot in the kitchen. And what should they find, hidden inside the pot, but... The pearl! I'll fish it out! The cat stuck her paw into the jar, took out the pearl, and held it between her teeth. Then she and the dog dashed to the river. The cat jumped onto the dog's back, and the dog began to swim across. But halfway to the other shore, the dog began to grow anxious. Um, cat? Just to make sure, you still have the pearl, right? Given that the cat was clutching the pearl between her teeth, she did her best to answer clearly. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wait, what? Do you have it or don't you? Uh-huh, uh-huh, What? Uh-huh, Look, I don't understand what you're saying. Just tell me, do you still have the pearl? Finally, the cat could take it no longer. She opened her mouth wide and let out a yell. For the last time, I have it! I have the pearl! Uh-oh. To the cat's dismay, the moment she'd opened her mouth to yell at the dog, the pearl had fallen out and sunk into the water. What's going on, cat? What's with the... uh-oh? Uh, let's just say I did have the pearl, but it kind of fell out of my mouth just now. What? How could you let that happen? Now the man's life is going to be ruined. He'll have to go back to scavenging for driftwood on the beach. It's, it's not my fault. You kept asking me if I had the pearl, and I, I kept saying I did, but you couldn't understand me. So I yelled, and that's... When the pearl fell into the river. Oh, so it's my fault now? Well, it's definitely not my fault. Is too. Is not. Is too. Is not. This bickering went on and on, all the way across the river. Okay, now that we've reached the other side, Cat, you can get off my back and you can get out of my life. It would be my pleasure to get out of your life. Oh, yeah? Then I'll get out of yours, too. The dog flicked his head round and stomped away in a huff. The cat stayed behind and searched the riverbank, hoping beyond hope that she would find the wishing pearl washed up on the shore. But alas, all she found was... A dead fish? Well, it's not the treasure I was looking for, but I might as well bring it home. Now that the man has lost his wishing pearl, he's going to need something to eat. The cat brought the fish inside the house. The morning sun was up by now, and the man was at the kitchen table, sipping some tea. Good to see you, cat. 
When the dog came home without you, I thought for sure you'd run away. After all, you two have always been inseparable. But wait, what's this you've brought me? A fish? The man took the fish from the cat's mouth. Oh, my. This one's a beauty. And what a delicious breakfast it will make. I'll just clean it out before I cook it up. The man laid the fish on the table. But the moment he sliced it open, do you know what came rolling out of its belly? Do you? That's right. The wishing pearl. The fish had swallowed it after the cat dropped it into the river. From that day forward, the man, cat, and dog lived in comfort and harmony. Or maybe just comfort. Because even though the man had regained his pearl, the cat and dog never regained their friendship. Instead of apologizing to each other for their hurtful words, they held tight to their grudges and never got along again. So even today, if you have cats and dogs as pets... Oh, for the last time already, we are not pets! We are companion animals! That's what I was about to say! Why do you have to interrupt me? Why do you have to be so rude? Oh, I'm the rude one! You're the rude one! No, you are! No, you are! No, you! Okay, okay, you too! Cool it, please. We need to finish the story. Fine. Fine! As I was saying, even today, if you have cats and dogs as companion animals, nine times out of ten, they just do not get along. Instead, they bicker, they quarrel, and they fight. Just like, yes, cats and dogs. Now it's your turn. Is there someone in your life you have trouble getting along with? A sibling, a classmate, even a friend? Believe it or not, grown-ups experience these things too. So pick a grown-up in your life and ask them, have they struggled to get along with someone? If so, how did they sort things out? Hopefully their advice can bring a little more harmony to your world. This week's story, Fighting Like Cats and Dogs, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear, and edited by Circle Round's supervising producer, Nora Sachs. Eric Shimalonis composed our original music and conducted our quartet from the Boston Symphony Orchestra. You heard Rachel Childers on horn, Clint Foreman on piccolo and flute, Ben Levy on double bass, and Suzanne Nelson on bassoon. Sound engineering and recording at Tanglewood was provided by Emily Jankowski and David Corsello. Special thanks to our actors, William Christian, Faith Saley, Josh Gondelman, Tina Packer, and Rishikesh Hirway. William Christian is a Washington, D.C.-born actor known for his roles in All My Children, Days of Our Lives, The January Man, and Prison Break. Faith Saley recently starred in her off-Broadway solo show, Approval Junkie. She's a contributor to CBS Sunday Morning, a storyteller for The Moth, and a regular panelist on the NPR News Quiz, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Josh Gondelman is also a Wait, Wait regular. The Emmy Award-winning writer and comedian has written for such shows as Last Week Tonight with John Oliver and Deezus and Miro. His debut stand-up special, People Pleaser, is available for streaming now. Tina Packer co-founded the world-famous Shakespeare and Company in Lenox, Massachusetts. She has directed every single one of Shakespeare's plays and taught the entire canon at over 30 colleges. 
Rishi K. Shirway is a singer-songwriter who hosts the podcast and Netflix show Song Exploder. He's also the creator and co-host of the podcast Home Cooking with chef Samin Nasrat and The West Wing Weekly with actor Josh Molina. Circle Round's artist is Sabina Han. Sabina has created a black and white picture for every Circle Round story, and you can color them in. Visit our website, wbor.org slash circle round, and click on coloring pages. And have you heard? Circle Round has gone from podcast to the page. Our first two picture books, A Taste of Honey and The Tale of the Unwelcome Guest, are out now. Visit our website to get your copies and to pre-order our third book, The Great Ball Game. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Never want to miss an episode of Circle Round? Follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. And please help other listeners find the show by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, my name is Fiona. I live in San Diego, California, and my favorite Circle Round story is Friends of a High Place because the giraffe saves all the little robins. My name is Leo. I live in Santa Cruz, California. My favorite Circle Round story is A Dozen Loaves of Bread. My favorite part is the part when she goes to court. My name is Bowden. I live in San Francisco. I'm six. My favorite Circle Round is Curious Boots. I like when the bottles get amazed. My name is Isabel. I'm from Portland, and my favorite Circle Round story is The Fire on the Outside of the World. And my favorite part is when the spider gets the fire and the owl animals don't. Hello, my name is Michael. I live in Durham, North Carolina. My favorite Circle Round is The Three-Legged Pot, because I like when he says, Take me! Take me! My name is Will, and I live in Washington, D.C., and my favorite story is The Never-Ending Stories. I'm Igor. I live in West Stockbridge, Massachusetts, and my favorite story is The Golden Vice, and my favorite part is when Scout talks because he's really funny, like, struggle so much, struggle so much, bog. That's my really favorite part. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts. <laughs>